in the morning, <coughs> in the morning prayers, we mention the greatness of Avraham Amini. And we say, Atua Hashem Alekim, Ashebachartu Ba'avram. Hashem chose Avram. Then when Hashem chose him, seems that he need to be chosen. There were other people who maybe would have been fit, but Abu Nisham chose Avram. Then the Pasik says, He took him out from the fire of Kazdim. This is the famous story where Avram Avini was died in Kiddush Hashem. He threw himself in the furnace. Ur is the fire. And Ur Kazdim, Atseisi me Ur Kazdim. Then the Pesach says, Asamtu Eshemoi Avram. Hashem gave him the name Avram. Emetsusoi Namalofenechu. And you found him with great emuna. And then it says, Metsusoi Namalofenechu. Simai Bris. And Hashem made a covenant that is going to give him Etsusoi. These are five things mentioned Bamdavaning. It's very, very interesting for many reasons. You know, it begins when his name was Avram, he chose him. And then, and, and the, the post goes in. His one level was Avram. The next level, Hashem found him, his heart, and he called him Avram. He made a bris with him. So there's a very famous famous thing that all Chassidish say, a very, very profound thing. To answer another famous question, why was Avram and Sarah didn't have children for so many years? We would expect them, you know, they should have, if a nation has to be built, and Hashem says from that nation will come out so many people, the best way would have been that they should have many children. Wait, and Avram barely had First, until he's Shmuel when he's older, and finally he had Yitzchak, and then Yitzchak only had Esav and, and Yaakov, and finally Yaakov already has already. It's starting to grow. It's very interesting how this developed. <clears throat> and the reason is that Hashem wanted it to create a new nation. And he, when, when the Rabbani Shleilam took Avram Ur Kazdim, he put him, he threw himself in the furnace. He wasn't, he wasn't burnt. You know, you throw a person in the furnace and a nest happens and he didn't, didn't get burned. You know what really happened? He was recreated. He, it's like he would have burned and would be a new person. So, when his name was Avram, you chose him. It says him Ir Kazdim, you took him out from Ur Kazdim, you gave him a new person. Ur Kazdim. The Samtushmay Avram, and then he gave him the name Avram. Then you found his heart trustworthy with you. I'll explain that in a middle, but what the what the Davening says to us, it's a Pasik, that Klaliusu became a new nation over here. There's something new. That Avram was a new thing. It wasn't that he was an offspring from someone. It was new, and complete newness he was. It's very amazing 
that, uh, and that's where we'll understand something very interesting. It says in the beginning of the parsha, Hashem says to him, Lech luchu, Hashem is really telling Avram, I want you to go to Israel. If imagine I will try to encourage you to go live in Israel, would I tell you, leave America, leave your birthplace, leave your homeland, leave your family, and go to Israel? I'll tell you, go to Israel. You have a problem with your family, we'll, we'll work it out. It's like, it, it wasn't that Hashem just wanted him to go to Israel. I want you to leave. from your land. From your birthplace, the base of your father's house, I want you to move away and just to go move. And this, is the, this was the first words that Hashem spoke to Avram. This is the first communication he heard from Hashem. And I should go and move because the Rabbanishim wanted to create a new nation. What teaches us in Hasidus is a very profound thing. First of all, we as a Jewish nation always move. It's, a, it's a one of the most, when we unfortunately sin, we engulf us, we move. We move from one country to another country, one neighborhood to another neighborhood. I don't think anyone here only lived in one neighborhood. You have the one neighborhood, you move to another neighborhood, and most of us are on, it used to be uh, the secular world. People live, I once met a guy, he told me he was from North Carolina, was telling me that his great-great-grandparents lived in North Carolina. You know, he grew up there, and you know, the sec in the go in the non-religious world, the non-Jewish world, there's no we Jewish people always on the move. Lech lechu, we are on the move. And the truth is, a person in this world is always on the move. You're always moving. You know, one of the things you know we like to think to ourselves. We wish we could, you know, put ourselves into a bubble for a few weeks and time should not pass. We should, you know, feel cozy for a few, two weeks and just not to face, you know, the, re the truthful is, is life is 60 miles an hour driving without brakes. You have to keep on steering. Can't lose, you can't lose your steering. You can't say, you know, I want to go to sleep. I want to forget about everything. You could go to sleep, but you know we all never forget about everything. We have our responsibilities tomorrow for our spouses, for our children and our grandchildren, our friends. And life is a continuously road traveling. That was the first word that Hashem told Avram. Second thing he told Avram, what Hashem has said to Avram, it's lechu. Whatever you do in life, in the end result, you would reap the benefit, or unfortunately, you reap the evilness of it. If a person is good, a person does the right thing, sometimes not in this world, but in the next world, you reap the benefit. Avram was so great. He went through ten, yeah, ten great tests. It wasn't his life was so, you know, always tell people, we always expect ourselves to have a great, sweet life. Everything should go smooth and no aggravation. You know, Avram Avini, imagine this great Avram Avini, not young, and Paroi steals his wife from him. Can you imagine? Picture Lababach Rebbes, they would come, they have to go, and someone just steal his wife. You know, how long she was stolen? A few weeks, three months, a big, big uh, dispute in the man. She was taken away from him. She was taken away. Ah, we expect this to happen to some street person. Avram Avini? Avram Avini, this should happen? 
And you know, it, many and that how to be one. It's you know when you go wandering. It's not like nowadays. You know we have our uh, iPhone. I give a she and a smicha program. One of the is from South America, so, so um, he can't express himself. So quickly takes out the iPhone. How to translate certain words from Spanish into English? Imagine you coming. Imagine they would drop you off in Russia. You don't know anyone there, and they just wander. I mean. And not, it's not going to be pretty. It wasn't, you think Avram just marched in. Hey, Avram, hello. Now they eat, nice to see you. He wandered in, he was hard, he was traveling. The times of, of not so long ago, before, I once read this, uh, uh, someone wrote an essay about this, shows history that before, in the, uh, about a few hundred years ago, when people moved to one country, another country, it was a disaster. People didn't, in the, in the secular world, no one liked anyone moving. Even the guy, if you were French, you moved to Germany, you had a very hard time. They gave you the cold shoulders. They didn't let you get a job. You would think, come on, like, you know, no, 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 you could be the same Catholic and the same, it doesn't make a difference. The idea that the world is moving is not it's just very recent. Avram Avini had to go into Golda's Gullis. This was a test for him, it wasn't so easy. And not having children, one of the things that everyone wants, and just not having children. I mean, you had a hard time. But the truth is, that's what Hashem told Avraham. The test of life, whatever you do, the end, you, uh, uh, you reap the benefits. You know, sometimes when a person is kind and sweet, and nice to people, so they reap the benefits. People are going to be, will give it back to them, what they need. You find people who are evil. I, when I was young, I'm still young, when I was really young, and I remember that uh, a cousin of mine, a relative, far relative of mine, the father was a very difficult person. You all knew you, a Holocaust survivor, and my brother, was very difficult. As soon as the children got married, one by one, they cut off the relationship. And he was so angry. He was so bitter. And, you know, I couldn't reason with him. I didn't, you know, talk to him. But I remember watching him being so bitter. I mean, thinking to myself, you did it to yourself. He was so rude and so... Uh, he was a very difficult person. The children just didn't want to have to do with him. They didn't want to put up. Right? Not right. This was the reality. He sort of created his own... Unfortunately, you know, this is who he was. And the other way around, we have sometimes people are very nice and close to the children. The children love the parents, have a great relationship. It's the parents who forge this. It is the parents who sometimes has nothing to do with people. Sometimes it's bashet for people, tafzoras. There's always, but very, the Torah is telling Avram Avini, whatever you do in life, if you daven, you get close to Hashem, you overcome obstacles, you are the one who's going to benefit. The most is you. If a person quits a silly habit even, you're the one who's going to benefit. Avram was so great because he worked very hard. Many people have this thing thinking that Avram was born at Sadiq. He had to work very hard to do what he got to. And his hard work, that's why he was the great Avram Avini. And Moshe was the great Moshe. And Yosef was the great Sadiq Yosef. So the title is teaching us the first and foremost, what you do in life, you reap the benefit.
It's l'chu. Everything. And every test that we have, and every difficult thing we have, the way we pass the test, that's the same way we reap also sort of the benefit. We, we, we get from it. But one of the most important things of Ramavini was, this week's Pasha says, he trusted Hashem. So let me explain this. It says, not just he believed in Hashem, not only did he be talking Hashem, he trusted Hashem. See, let me, let me take this apart. M- many people, most people, I was told once that most of the world, 80% or even higher, believe there's a creator. They believe there's a creator. They just believe that you should worship uh, other things, but they believe this didn't happen. This universe did not happen by itself. I mean, you have to be really, really, very, very stupid, no common sense to think that it's amazing how everything is just exactly the way we need it. I once asked my dentist many years ago, did he ever have a patient that his front teeth was in the back and the back teeth was in the front? He says, no. I says, dude, why is that? Isn't that amazing? Amazing it would be the other way around. Imagine this. A simple thing like this. You know, it's, it's amazing. And many things. Imagine your eyes would be under your armpits. It's amazing. It's just the front and the head, exactly where it needs to be. It, it, it's amazing how everything is just so amazing, perfect. So, it, it, you know, it's very obvious. The more you think about how everything, we could study another million years how our body works, we still won't get to the bottom of it. I, I say this over, one time a guy, a doctor, used to come to the shul in my minion, and he used to me, he was a chiv, you know, so he was saying Kaddish. I didn't realize he was a doctor. One day he walked in, by, I didn't realize that he had his, uh, to UCLA, and asked him what type of doctor. He's a research. Why do you research? He tells me he, they, because of AIDS, and they get a grant from the government, so they do a lot of research about the immune system. So jokingly, I tell him, tell me something new that you, but they, you know, since AIDS came out, he looks at me, and he looks at the shul. He says, we could fill up the shul from the floor to the ceiling, papers that we understand now about the immune system we didn't understand before, and we know we didn't get to the bottom of it. This is just the immune system of the body. Imagine, just one system of the body. And we still have puzzles of puzzles we don't understand. Amazing. Isn't it amazing? Just, just one system. It's, it's unbelievable. Now, everyone believes in Hashem. I mean, we all from people believe there's a creator. Second part, what we need to believe is, it's not just he's a creator, but he, he's in control of everything. He watches everything, takes care of everything. See, everything what happens to us is bashed. You know, like, everything is exactly the way it has to be. It's not just, you know, the next world people are going to get punished or get rewarded. If this world, we, all our sufferings is for a reason. And all our sufferings comes because, as a, you know, Hashem has this great ultimate wisdom. Why, how much, when, where. There's a reason for everything. And we have to believe in that and also trust Hashem when we daven. See, the greatness of Rome, not only did he 
tell people that everything is nonsense. That, you know, it's very hard for us to understand this, but they used to worship statues and used to believe that it has powers. Today, we look at it strange. They used to worship a, a group of stars because it looked like, you know, different, you know, you look on the stars and it looked like it was like a horse, it looked like it was, a, you know, all the different uh, symbol things they would worship. But now we know this is a group of stars. Just, the, the stars in heaven is endless. It is, it's just amazing, mind-boggling. So, but, but there, Avram came and explained to them, this is nonsense. There is only one God that runs the world. They used to worship the sun. See, the reason they don't have, we don't have the Yitzhah worshiping the sun nowadays, because everyone knows the sun is a chemicals up there that's doing uh, exactly what, he would, what chemicals do. It's, and the sun is not such a yachsa. You know what yachsa means? Not so special. The sun, there are suns that are a million times bigger and brighter. He is an average guy. He's quite big for being average. But, you know, so today most people, you know, don't, don't have, don't have the Yitzhahara, will not worship the sun. But Avram Avin, it was a big Chiddush. Avram came and tried to explain people, there is a creator. But not only is he a creator, he is the one who makes sure that the run world, the run world's on its way it's supposed to. Now that's another level, you believe in a creator, you believe there's a Shem running there, but when I get a patch, do I, did I, this, well, that patch came from Hashem. Or did someone else give me a patch? Uh, I said over in Shul the Shabbos, there's a very famous story of the vision of Tzerebbe. The vision of Tzerebbe after the war, the early vision of Tzerebbe, he tried to bring people close to Hashem, you know, people where he came from, and a lot of people, unfortunately, for, from the enormous Holocaust became not from. A guy came in, tells the Rebbe he wants to be from, he, I want you to put on film, so he rolls up his sleeve, and as he rolls up his sleeve, he gives the guy a the, the, the guy gives the Rebbe a patch across his face and he ran out laughing. So the Rebbe said to, to the Chassidim, I deserve a pshat, patch. I got the patch. How did he know I deserve the patch? I got a patch. You see, that's the Rebbe wanted. But it's amazing how he knew that I deserved the patch. That means he's going to get punished for the patch. That's what he, he's going to get. But the patch is what we deserve. Let me say something in this week's Pasha. Hashem tells Avram Avini, you should know, you're going to be Gerem, you know, a land that does long, you're going to be working, and sort of torture 400 years, and the nation that's going to make you to work, don't I will judge them. So the Rambam asks a very famous question. If we have to be in Golas, why are the Mitzrayim being judged? They did exactly what was meant to be. Imagine there's five people in this room, and, and, and Hashem says, one of you, Ruvain, who's sitting here, is going to get a patch from one of the four people. It's got to happen. Someone's going to give you a patch. So if he's going to give you a patch, it has to be, why does the person deserve to be punished? The patch had to be happening. So the Rambam says, this is something beyond our scope of understanding how this works. 
But when a person got a patch, it was beshed the patch from him. That's clearly was beshed the patch from the person that he got. Because he got the patch. The person who gave you a patch is going to be, has to give, we uh, are punished if he doesn't ask for forgiveness. See, it, it's a thing that works, which is so hard for us to accept always because it's the opposite that we live every day. Every day we like to be kind to people. We like to do the right thing. We do A and we expect B to come out. But if a guy gives me a patch, he is evil. The guy who gave you a patch, no question, is evil. And there are evil people in the world. But I deserve a patch if I got a patch. This is something which it's very hard to understand, but this is exactly what Hashem told Avram Avini. You're going to be in Golis in Mitzrayim, and they're going to torture us. And I will judge them for doing this, even though it was Bashet. But the Rabbi Nishim says they still had a free will. How that works is beyond our, how we understand things. It's too, too drama said that we cannot understand exactly how it works. Yeah. Yeah, if a person shoots someone. Same idea. Person, the Ramban explains this week's Pasha. If Reuven shot Shimon, Hashem said Rosh Hashanah, Shimon needs to be killed. Certain people come down. I always tell people that the Rizal explains that Kion, who murdered Hevel, has to come down every few generations get killed. That's his ticking. The Sarah Oifen, by Yosef, the you know, two uh, ministers who had the dream, the Sarah Oifen died. He was the Gilgal of Cain. And he has to die. So oh, there are people, their taken is, they have to come down and die. And not just die being, getting cancer, being killed. It's a whole different type of a death. Shimon. And Rosh Hashanah Hashem said, Shimon's going to get killed. If Reuven killed Shimon, Reuven deserves the death penalty. He's a murderer. Shimon had to die? Even when Cain killed Hevel, so the Medrash says, why did Hevel deserve to die? Maybe he didn't deserve to die. Famous, famous Medrash in the Zohar has a whole explanation. Why did Hevel deserve to die? Or Avner, I don't know if you know the story, Avner was the general of, of Shoal, and Yoiv was the general of David. You know the story that there were two generals, David and Shaul, they were fighting because David became king after Shaul's sin, but it was till Shaul got killed. So Avner was murdered by Yoiv. So the Gemara has a whole explanation why Avner deserved to be murdered. I, I mean, I remember learning the Gemara when I was young. Why do we need an explanation? Yoiv was a murderer. If Avner didn't deserve to die, Yoiv cannot kill him. Doesn't mean always that in this world we did it. If most of our nowadays things that we did in another Gilgal, other times you want to say, but every pain that we go through is, even though someone else inflicts us, I always tell people, when other people inflict pain is much worse than when someone else does it to you. I was in Israel when the story was in the Mumbai a terrorist bombing. I forgot the name. What was the Hertzberg? Was the name Hertzberg? The Holzberg, Holzberg. And I happened to be in Israel and visiting my daughter. And 
It was an incredible huge levaya, and they asked me to speak just then in the yeshiva, and I said, try to change one part of the story. Imagine there would have been an earthquake in Mumbai, and this dear couple perished in this earthquake. Do you think it would have been such a big levaya? No, there would have been a levaya. A few people maybe were in the bottom back page of the news, and it would have been a small levaya. This levaya was unbelievable. Because when someone does it as a terrorist, someone does it to you, it's not nature, the pain is much, much bigger. Much, much bigger. I remember watching this when the tsunami hit in Southeast Asia. A quarter of a million people died. Remember that story? Some say 300,000 people died. You know, okay. People talk about it. and Imagine this would have been a war and 300,000 people would have died. It would have been who knows what. The pain when someone else does it to you, it's much worse. If someone comes to you, the Chmon al-Islam, comes to someone and breaks his leg. Or another person just tripped at the sidewalk and broke a leg. The pain that someone did it to you is much, much greater. Hashem wanted, when we go to Mitzrayim, Hashem could have made Kali so have other pains. The the generations where people were in great pain, they were hungry, couldn't make ends meet, there was not enough food, not enough water, people were getting sick. Hashem's ways, as many through history where uh, devastation happened. But the Rebbe wanted the pain should be afflicted with someone else. That pain is a whole different pain. And that is the hardest challenge in life to accept that it's Bashet. It's much easier to say it's Bashet because, you know, I have a cold. You know, there was a doctor, a very close friend of mine years ago, and he was married as a young man, and he was... As quoting his word, he was a workaholic. They had a baby, and he, mama, she says he worked a whole time to build up his practice. He was working unbelievable. His wife one day told him, you know, I made a terrible mistake. You don't need a wife. I need a husband. And, uh, and she, he was begging her not to get divorced. He says, not, nothing to do with you. You know, I cannot, I need a husband. No... He says, it's not, it's, it's a, I made a mistake. She, she took, imagine, just imagine this. They got divorced. They never went with a lawyer. They did it themselves. He paid her what she needs for the, he paid her for the child support, even spousal support. I never heard, I never heard this since then. Since before, I never heard. You know, they did it themselves. They took care of themselves. He got married a few years later. And then five years after his second marriage, he came down with cancer. This was about 26 years ago. And the cancer that he had, I remember then, today it's much better, but 80% he would not make it, 20% he would make it. And I remember visiting me, he was getting chemotherapy those days, 26 years ago, didn't have medication to help the side effects of chemotherapy. He was in such agony. So after he bought Hashem, he did survive. Today he's a thriving doctor, very successful. And I remember once talking to him, and he said to me the most, most profound thing, I survived the cancer. It made me a better doctor. I'm more empathetic. I'm more patient. I understand the pain. And it's straight from Hashem. He says, my divorce still hurts me right here, he tells me. 
He said, why? She rejected me. Even though he knew that he's at fault. He told me himself. My wife asked, why did you get divorced? <laughs> My wife says she made a mistake. So she didn't say, you're a bad guy. She just said, you know, I married someone who was married to his priorities, his practice, not his wife. But still, you, I felt rejected. It still hurts. See, the pain what others do to us could have a far more, more painful than when Hashem sends us. Because the reason is, when something happens straight from Hashem, very easy to say. Like he told me once, I don't smoke and I don't drink, and this has nothing to do with, uh, with uh, stress. This is a type of a cancer. They have no idea. It hits a certain percentage of the population. And Hashem wanted And I, Baruch Hashem, survived it. But if you hurt me, oh, we forget about Hashem that moment. Ooh, he hurt me? Well, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to get back at the guy. This is the nature, because it's mu- that challenge of faith is we have to bring faith into ourselves when someone else hurts us. And that is very difficult. The great Hashem said to Avram Vini, Avim faith was, not only does Hashem created the world, not only is Hashem sent everything that's in the world, but he also knew that when someone else does something to you, that is also Bashir. And more, Avram Vini learned, the last is that you could rely on Hashem. The more you rely on Hashem, the more he's going to help you. It doesn't mean because you have betochen, you're not going to have problems in life. This is a huge mistake. People have great betochen. Dovah the Melech was the epitome of betochen. Boy, did he have a hard life. So just because you have a moon in betochen doesn't mean that everything is going to be... You have a moon in betochen, you can live a peaceful life because you know it's bashet. You don't have to fight everything around you. So the greatness of Avraham Avini, Metsusas Naaman, many learned that he, he, he trusted Hashem. Not only did Avraham Bini, you know, was the one who showed there's a creator, and not just there's a creator, he's, a, you know, many people in America, they say, he created the world, what is Hashem doing? He's playing golf. You know, so they're saying this. Hashem is involved, hands-on, as you say in America. His hands-on knows everything. There's nothing hands-on that is. That today has to be a marathon and, and, and all the other, you know, other, any aggravation we can have today is Bashet. This is the, exactly what Hashem, you know, had a mind to it. But the last and the least was that Avram Avini also trusted Hashem. That betochem means I really rely on Hashem. I gave a marshal once to explain what does it mean relying. You know, imagine, just try to imagine, a guy comes home, walking home with his wife from shul, and the guy turns to his wife and he says, did you make lunch today? His wife looks at him. Of course, what's the question? Okay. Five minutes later, again, he brings up the question, did you make lunch today? You know, why, why would you think? Did you think I didn't make lunch? No, no, I'm just checking. A few minutes later, as the walking asked again, she asked him, how long are we married? 30 years. Did I ever not make lunch for you? No, no, I'm just checking. Finally, later again, he asked the question. She tells him, my dear husband, there is no lunch for you. If you don't trust me, make lunch. There is no lunch for you. Forget lunch today. See, when you rely on a person, 
president said, of course, the guys are lying to me. I will do it. When he starts saying, are you sure there's going to be lunch today? Then the president says, after you asked me so many times, there is no lunch for you. The Lahavdal, the Medrashez Bashem is also that way. The more you rely on him, the more he'll help you. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything is going to fall into place. Life is going to be rosy. David Melech had the greatest betochen. If you read about David Melech, you'll see how many problems he had. Oy, oy, oy. You know, I once I want set over to explain. I, I, I was young, uh, young, young newlyweds, and they would ask me a bunch of questions. I says, I know a Rebbe's story. I told him I know a story of a Rebbe. And I said to him, imagine, there was a Rebbe, he had children, a brother raped his sister. Imagine, another brother came and took revenge and bludgered the rapist to death. And this happened in the Rebbe's, one of the famous Rebbe's. They got looking at me, looking at me. You know who the Rebbe was? Dovod HaMelech. Dovod HaMelech had children. And I'm knowing, unfortunately, raped Tomer. He raped her. And Avishulam went and took revenge and bludgered him to death. And, and he ran away for his life. He knew his father once he was going to arrest him. He would say, you know, this, this, this could happen. This is Dovid the Malach had such a life. This was part of his life, his struggles and his pains. And, uh, so in, in life, nothing is guaranteed. What we could guarantee ourselves is when we do have blows in life, is to know that it's exactly the way Hashem wanted doesn't mean it's not painful. You know, you have a toothache. You could scream to tomorrow's Bashir, but it's painful. The toothache is, uh, you know, it's banging away. You know, when you have a toothache, you feel like it's banging away. So you have the toothache, you could say to tomorrow's Bashir. But it calms you down. There's a reason for it. That Hashem wanted this to happen. doesn't mean the toothache is not there. The toothache is just painful. Or any other pain, emotional pain, physical pain, it's there doesn't go away. It takes time. But what, what really happens is, is that is it, it helps a person to know that Hashem is running the world. Very, very often it's not a punishment. Very often it is to remind us. Very often it is a punishment. We, we, we don't have a Novi to tell us for what. You know, David Melech had a life of great pain. And he didn't know why. And later, the generation, the Rizal, the Shimbechu explained he was a part of a Gilgav of the Marishan, and all his pains were a ticket for Chet of the Marishan. While he was going through the life, it was just horror. But imagine Abdullah the Melech today looks down. I lived 70 years, but you know what happened with my 70 years? Because of all my pain, I composed Tillam. Do you know how many people are saying Tillam for because of me? Now he could look down and say, boy, it was worth it. While he was living, he was going, he was, you know, the Shul tried to kill him with a, three times, it was just a drop he would have been murdered. So he didn't always know, but he said, I rely on Hashem, continuously says it, and Hashem will help me and save me. This is our challenge in life. 
This is what Abraham gave us to us. You know, Amuna is the foundation of being a Jew. The more a faith you have, the more you believe in Hashem, the bigger the building you can build onto yourself. The more emotionally you'll be stronger, the more emotionally overcome things, the more you'll do the mitzvahs better. This is my, I believe, the more you believe in a God, imagine the Creator told me to, to daven, to keep Shabbos. Try to imagine you would have heard straight from Hashem, keep Shabbos. Wow! The Creator told me to keep Shabbos. Isn't that amazing? Even myself, Shabbos wouldn't high level, but we got to be tell ourselves every day, Hashem told us to keep Shabbos. That's, what's, that's why it's always good to sit down and meditate and think about Hashem is running the world. Sometimes when I sit down just to meditate a little few, it just reminds me this creator who, you know, I was other, last week I was meditating over a photo that according to astronomers, there were 700 billion stars there in this photo. You know what 700 billion stars means? Seven hundred billion stars. An average star is the size of the sun. Not ten, not a hundred thousand. You know, a bill, you know what a billion is? It's seven hundred billion. It's beyond, you know, we cannot wrap our brain around it. And, and it's, you know, according to scientists, I mean, it, it is 220,000 light years away. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling. And that creator, created the universe, told us to keep Shabbos. And he says, I want you to keep Shabbos. I'm, I'm so proud of you keeping Shabbos. So we, that's, we're not going to go science now, how they know. How they know, that's a separate science class. But I'm saying... How, the bottom line is the universe is unbelievably big. It's mind-boggling. So, uh, people ask me how we know, and I, I always tell them a simple answer. You know, the closest star to us is 4.3 light years away. Sounds close, right? If we go 25,000 miles an hour, the besides the sun, the, uh, besides the sun, which which is only about 11 minutes light years away from it. It takes about 11 minutes for the sun rays to hit us. But the next star is 4.3 that takes us, 4.3 light years away will take us traveling 25,000 miles an hour, 80,000 years to get there. 80,000, not 800, not 8,000, 80,000. How do you know? How do we know that the scientists know what they're talking about? Because they send up to Mars the rover they sent up a few months ago, which a year ago landed, and they were late, they were early four minutes and 50 yards off target. Not bad. Sending up, you know, you have to know exactly how they send up. They're not, the computer figured it out. We do know what we, it is just the universe, it's unbelievable. This creator told us to keep Shabbos, told us to put film, told us to, to do the right things in life to make brachas, 
And this creator says, I want to be with you. It's amazing. The Bunshlaim says, I would love to move into your house. And unfortunately, when we do sin, we sort of we kick him out of the house. But you, Hashem is saying, I want this creator who created us, who gave us the free will. So the more faith you have, the more you think about this, the more it just, wow. Shabbos becomes a different Shabbos. Everything becomes different. Then all of a sudden, you see every mitzvah becomes, this is what Hashem said. Let me do it Let me do it the right way. Let me do it all details. Many, many, many years ago, I remember, I used to get a lottery in the mail, and I was joking with my wife. I was watching her filling it out. I says, you fill it out with every detail. You know, like, uh, make sure that you don't miss a thing. Chances of winning is very slim. It says, imagine the mitzvahs, we would also fill out every detail. Comes to mitzvahs, sort of we like to a little bit cut corners. You know, we have to daven the whole davening, we could cut corners. That's the part of the Yitzhahara. The part of the Yitzhahara is, doesn't want us to do it the right way. But the more emunah you have, the more faith you have in Hashem, the more stronger you are with yourself. This is my life. This is my mitzvahs. This is my Shabbos. This is my brachas. So, but I, you know, it's not so sunny today, Sunday, but you'll have a smile today too. To see, the more amuna you have, the more faith you have, the more, a lot more you could smile. Because, you know, life is very painful. People go through a lot of pain in life. But, but you know, this, this is Bashet, there's a reason for it, not sure why. I don't know how, why Hashem, but there's a reason it calms you down. Plus, tell yourself that being angry, being depressed, being critical does not make your day better. You want to have a great week this week? Smile. And tell yourself that, you know, the Rebbe is with you. The more happy you are, the more moon you have, the easier it's to be happy. Because a big part of our unhappiness comes because we are not in control of so many things that happens to us. We have no control. We really don't have control of so many, so many things that take place. I tell, always tell people, taking time for yourself is the healthiest thing in what you do emotionally. Just take time for yourself. Sit down, close your cell phone, Today, people, the smartphone are addicted to it. Close your smartphone, close everything, and you and Hashem talk to Him. You know, when you quetch to Hashem, He really listens. He really is there listening. And, and, and He really, and the more you talk to Hashem, the more you make Hashem a reality, the more you feel Him. But see, we don't, we don't see Hashem unless we seek Him. It says, Dirshi Hashem, you gotta seek Hashem. No one woke up this morning, wow, I feel the presence of Hashem. You feel the presence of your bed, but no one feels the presence of Hashem. No one wake up and I feel Hashem. You have to seek Hashem. 
I hope you all have a great week this week. <laughs>